0: Bingo. We are recording. Welcome to episode 14 of Romantic Underpinnings, the collaborative romance novel podcast hosted by Ashton and Andrew. I am introducing this week's episode because Ashton will soon be launching into an unrehearsed yet still exquisite cold reading of the chapter of our collaboratively written romance novel that we are in the middle of writing and alternating chapters of. I am writing chapters from the perspective of the heroine of this novel, Ashton is writing them from the perspective of the hero. This time it was my turn picking up the events in our historical intrigue novel taking place in, well, now they are in France, in 1690, in the fog of war between France and the rest of Europe steps our hero, Anthony, a sailor semi-pirate on a clandestine mission from King William of England himself, and his small but stalwart crew, which includes Agatha van Horn, masquerading as a young uh, Dutch sailor named Peter de Houck, and uh, events and their own inclinations have brought Agatha and Peter very close together indeed, and then a bit farther apart, as the intrigue has unfolded. And I feel like there's some other introductory stuff that I am skipping, like, things about social media or anything else that you want to say Ashton before you jump into the chapter
1: I mean allow me to get a word in edgewise you just talked almost for two minutes straight completely unrehearsed off the cuff but with zero interruption from me and seemingly no breathing so that was quite impressive
0: that is because, you know, you might know me as a podcast host. I mean, you, actually know me slightly more. <laughs> but our stalwart <laughs> audience, I think, oh, here I go saying stalwart <laughs> twice in three minutes. Yeah,
1: you really did.
0: But our audience knows me as a podcast host. But really what I want to be is an a- actor. And um, mm. one must have excellent breath control. And it helps to have good extemporaneous speaking skills, although that's not a requirement. Anyway, it is customary for the person not reading the chapter to introduce the episode, which is what I've done at perhaps a more frenetic and monologic uh, manner than necessary. So go ahead with anything else.
1: So yeah, now to the other two listeners that aren't asleep. You can follow us on Twitter at RomWanderPod, Instagram, Romantic Underpinnings, and check us out online, RomanticUnderpinnings.com. You can also find us where you find all your podcasts at Romantic Underpinnings. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And now, shall I commence reading? Let's explore language, romance, and resilience. And welcome to Romantic Underpinnings.
0: How can people email us?
1: Hello at romanticunderpinnings.com.
0: I thought so. So here you go, reading chapter 14 of the as yet untitled but soon to be in the airport novel. Go right ahead.
1: <laughs> I think that whole thing should be our title.
0: The as yet untitled yet. <laughs> there. Yeah, some. I think there was a novel called something like "Finalist for the National Book Award" or something That's like that. That was actually and the name hilariously of the novel. Brilliant! Um, I love that. But I
1: love everything about that.
0: Anyway. Um, uh, oh, now
1: you're looking it up. Wow, this is scintillating listening material for our well, p- listeners. People can
0: hear my typing skill. <laughs> Strangely, it's not super easy to google yeah shocking um there is, is okay i might have to edit it in in post dear listeners the book for which i was grasping so ineffectually is winner of the national book award by jincy willett i haven't read it but i read her old collection of short stories and it was great now back to the episode Take it away, and Save me (laughs) from myself.
1: I'll try. Agatha and Anthony stood outside a bright red caravan at the edge of a field just outside of town. They could barely hear the waves lapping at shore, and Agatha still hadn't adjusted to solid ground beneath her feet. He also hadn't adjusted to Anthony's jarring return to their previous dynamic? (laughs) She?
0: You know what's interesting is... (laughs) Uh, in my in the first few paragraphs, I completely forgot that it, Agatha was just pretending to be Peter, and I literally just wrote it as Peter, and everything was Peter, and I was using he <laughs> pronouns, and I thought I went back and fixed everything, but that one made it through.
1: Well, I like how the um, confused, like, I read it as though it was a question, because I was, like, confused whilst Reading, so I'm sure our listeners will also yeah. love that.
0: Speaking Yikes. of our listeners being confused, the one thing we didn't do is the quick plot synopsis. We said that they've gotten do it. to France.
1: Oh, I just assumed it was part of your two-minute thing. I may have tuned out slightly at the end.
0: Well, the they uh, they' we've spent a few chapters sort of spinning our wheels at La Havre, where our English merchants/slash spies have reached shore in France. And after a couple of the crew members got arrested and then released at great expense to Anthony and the coffers of the voyage in general, um, word reached our heroes that there was a group of travelers outside town who might know something. And it is the English crew's job to know something and learn things on their trip to France. That brings us to the present moment.
1: Got it. Okay. Okay. She also hadn't adjusted to Anthony's jarring return to their previous dynamic. Anthony alternated between gruff and solicitous, but the yawning need was now absent from Anthony's eyes. Even though Agatha could still feel the heat of his fingers clasping at her lower back, still hear the hitch in his voice as he, I can't believe we're speaking in French, the apparent leader of the band of travelers said. I can also speak Dutch and English, said Agatha. The thin, elderly elderly man spat noisily. Okay, I suppose I'll continue speaking French. What does an English pirate and his Dutch mate want here in France anyway? Agatha hesitated and then turned to Anthony. Do we trust him? Agatha asked in English. He wants to know what business we have in France. Anthony gave an exasperated sigh and stared up at the gray sky. Why does everyone want to know what we're doing here? In fairness, sir, most of the crew didn't even know what we were doing here until last night. And neither our cover story nor our actual aim withstands much scrutiny, in my opinion. Ouch. (laughs) Ouch, I'm wounded. Tell that to the king, bellowed Anthony. We're here for a good reason. I mean, sort of. Tell this man whatever you think will work to get us the latest gossip from Lo- the Louvre, which, um, oh, game. Okay. never mind.
0: <laughs> Don't worry, I took care of yeah, it with my f- sub-tweeting.
1: <laughs> There was a lot of mistakes made in the last uh, chapter, dear listeners, me confusing the name of the war they were in, the part of the war they were in, and in fact, where the French court was, which I'm assuming Andrew has all addressed in this chapter.
0: Not the name of the war, but you were only off by two years. Yes. It's the nine years war, not the seven. Yeah. Anyway, my
1: bad, but I also think I was off at the the part of the war they were in. I think they were basically dead set in the middle, and I said that they were near the end, and that was not right at all. But anyway,
0: they're actually damn near the beginning. But Well,
1: okay, see, even worse, but like it was, I may have only been right about what's his face being deposed, and that was like the beginning and end of things I was right about. But anyway, that checks out if you know me even a little bit, but here we go. <clears throat> Agatha mumbled, Versailles, sir. Are you contradicting me again, Peter? I know we've had our fun, but really, when the lives of our men are on the line, you simply can't disagree with me simply to disagree. Simply, yeah.
0: I had an extra simply in Wow. There.
1: You simply can't disagree. Oh, I see. Okay. I thought that was my fault. Anyway.
0: No, it was Anthony's fault. i told <laughs> him.
1: Fair enough. Anthony's voice had grown louder with each word. Sir, with all due respect, King Louis moved his court to the new palace at Versailles almost 10 years ago. They use it in the background of fashion prints. Do they really? Did you look that up?
0: Uh, no, probably. I actually don't think that fashion prints Would were- that but have... They were they were a very, very big deal like 100 years after this oh. or maybe more like 110 years after this. Okay. But um, I decided it was a very, very big deal in France at the time and it's the kind of thing they would have done in the 19th century. I just sort of backported D- it to 1690. There okay. might be something like those Well, at those least
1: lines. you legitimately knew when the actual detail happened and just didn't go sprouting out of your ass like I do. So that's yeah, good.
0: I mean... <laughs> I'm probably more chronologically off on that than you've been about anything so far in terms of like, but like, you purposefully
1: knew it. You didn't just like think you knew the thing and then were totally wrong.
0: Yeah. I mean, everyone who's (sighs) read the first 40 or 50 pages of Walter Benjamin's Arcades Project knows it because he went off on a big tangent about the old fashioned plates.
1: This is why no one likes you. Plates, it's his prints.
0: Yes, but. Same difference. I'm
1: just kidding. Dear listeners, I do like him. I just like to give him a hard time for being um what's the word?
0: Engaged in the world around me and curious about the tiniest details and all the that's not it. The manifold follies of No, the thing where you're
1: nitpicky. What's that called? Again?
0: Particular? No. Um sexy.
1: That's it. That's not what it is, but we'll go with that. Okay, anyway. Um, Anthony picked up a stone from the side of the road and hurled it among some distant wheat stalks. Well, pardon me for not keeping up with the latest French fashions as I've risked my life daily protecting insubordinate wretches like you. The head traveler gave the pair a laconic wave. Did I say laconic right?
0: I mean... I think so. Okay. I, I would say laconic, but I don't really, I, I don't know. I don't. I okay, think it's but I was actually choice. in
1: the ballpark, which is, you know, something new and different. I believe you wanted something from me, he asked in French. If you wanted to argue like two men in the aftermath of a contentious snail race, you could go back to your ship and leave us all in peace. As if on cue, a baby wailed somewhere inside the caravan. Agatha tapped her foot in the dust a moment before answering. We represent a humble English merchant ship, and I'm sure you can appreciate that the political situation is complicated. We'd like to know how we'll be received at court, what kind of mood, and what kind of mood King Louis is in these days. We carry fresh barley and the finest wool that can be had anywhere in France. The old man smiled. Why didn't you say so? I'll just nip back there and ask the king myself. Would you like me to check in with the Tsar Peter while I'm at? While I'm at it, well, he dashed off to grab his samovar, but he but he's probably back by now. What's your name, lad? I need to tell their highnesses who's taking such a kind interest in their well-being. What's a samovar?
0: It's like a Russian tea-making vessel thing. Okay. It's pretty cool. It's like a big metal pot over an open flame. I want Do you one. think
1: the king actually did his own samovaring? Because I doubt it. Or the tsar.
0: I also doubt it, but within <laughs> the realms of sarcasm, well, I, think I know, it's I
1: get it, but I'm just saying. He might have. I don't I mean.
0: He's very boisterous. Do you think Peter King Louis great.
1: made his own tea? Did did the French people drink tea? Uh
0: probably not this early. Okay. I doubt it had really made it over to France at that point, but I, I don't know. Um <laughs> yeah. I think that. I think that uh, Louis XIV and Peter the Great would just hang out together, pour tea for each other, sit around in tiny, you know, pink plastic chairs and have little princess parties.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm Peter, sir. Agatha stumbled. I don't begrudge you your jokes, but our crew needs to know what kind of dangers await us on this journey. And we'd be very appreciative for any insight you can offer. What's he laughing about? Asked Anthony. He turned to the old man and in English yelled, what are you laughing about? Well, wouldn't Anthony have been saying that in English regardless?
0: True. Yeah, Anthony hasn't been speaking any other languages, did not need to specify that, but it is sort of weird with all the dialogue being in English and specifying who's talking, you know, which languages because I can't write dialogue in French
1: Um, the old man suddenly adopted a somber demeanor. Whatever danger awaits you, it'd be much greater if the English didn't sail all over the world starting wars. Uh, yeah. Agatha reported the gist of this commentary to her captain. Anthony stomped a couple couple times as hard as he could into the dirt track and as that apparently didn't provide him a good enough outlet for his frustration he kicked a small whirlwind of dust around agatha god he's fucking throwing a tantrum what a baby the french started this war bellowed peter peter is bellowing now huh oh
0: whoops that was supposed to be anthony
1: <laughs> bellowed anthony everyone knows that the french started it his face had turned a deep crimson the old man walked beside agatha and nudged her with a companionable elbow you see what I mean? The Dutch aren't much better, but at least you don't seem too bellicose. Bellicose.
0: Oh, that was supposed to be too bellicose, like uh.
1: too I don't know what that. Like one word, to bellicose.
0: No, no. T o o. I said I spelled it uh, to uh, due to typo purposes, which I'm changing right now, and you're gonna see. But it, what
1: does bellicose mean?
0: Warlike. But he's uh, talking like peter slash agatha specifically he knows the word
1: bellicose in french as his like fourth language sure (laughs) (laughs) okay
0: it's probably bellicose
1: oh shut up it is not i doubt it (laughs) okay you did put this name in here just to torture me though how do you pronounce his name etienne my name is etienne isn't that a french name
0: it's totally a french name which you know is Plausible, and I okay. did about ten minutes of research on like the history of the Roma people in France, and didn't come up with much that would was useful within ten minutes. So I just picked a French name.
1: Got it. Okay, my name is Etienne. By the way, Agatha and Etienne watched as Anthony simmered down, raised his so- shoulders, and let out a deep exultation. My captain cares very much for his crew, Agatha said. He's had a very trying time lately with a lot of unwelcome surprises. Please indulge him, and if he can help us, I'm sure he'll do you a good turn. Agatha had been hoping that at least one of Anthony's recent surprises was as was a welcome one, but that certainly didn't seem the case right now. Wow. Oof, I'm having trouble reading through no fault of your writing. I just...
0: I mean, it, it, <laughs> it's, it's not the, you know least choppy waters of english prose anyone's ever navigated
1: i mean but yeah i don't know that part really i don't think it was your fault anyway <clears throat> Etienne scratched his cheek and furrowed his brow wool you said i'm sure we could find a good use for some english wool agatha relayed this potential bargain to her anthony who proved <laughs> quick to give his abs- assent despite all his gruff- gruffness to what is that supposed to say
0: who proved quick to give his No no assent. her
1: potential bargain to her Anthony? Oh, I
0: think I'd started to say her captain and then mm. I decided to change it to Anthony and I didn't clean up because I was um in a hurry.
1: I don't mind her, Anthony.
0: Oh. Anyway.
1: All the wool in Northumberland won't help us if we can't figure out what's going on, he concluded. Etienne smiled broadly upon receiving an assurance of two large sacks of wool. His Majesty and their aristocrats gallivant around Versailles most of the time, but I'm told that his military planning happens at the Tuileries. Yeah, pretty much. His generals don't like to dress like peacocks, and his admirals are too drunk to travel 15 miles on horseback. Whoever's paying you, I assume they're very interested in military plans. The very was my addition, dear (laughs) listeners. How do you know these things? Asked Agatha. The government likes to round up as many of us as possible as soon as they start running out of young men willing to die for something stupid. There's a lot more stupidity around around than there is men, although each can certainly amplify the other. Word gets around. My cousin ended up leading a crew that's building some sort of new fortifications that the Marquis the Marquis de Vauban.
0: I would pre- I would say it Vauban.
1: Vauban is that a real person?
0: Yes, uh, sadly I um went to Wikipedia and looked up all the French generals who were involved in this war and they absolutely all were totally happy looking like peacocks at least while posing for portraits. So, oh, damn. so you my made historical that part detail up. Well, yeah. like About the peacocks. Well, yes. No, I, I just decided that this would be a good type of information. Is saying like which of the several palaces, uh, right, is the one where all the military shits going? It does
1: down. make sense that like half of the serious men are another place. I mean, if there are any serious men around France in 1690,
0: there weren't by the looks of their <laughs> fucking outfits. So I'll say that right now.
1: Exactly. Okay, that the Marquis de Vauban has dreamed up. I'd feel sorry for the rest of Europe if I thought they were any better off than France. Any, any better than France, sorry. Whoa. The plans are probably somewhere in the Tuileries Palace, among, um, along with all sorts of experts you can kidnap, and invoices for gunpowder and the lot. You lads can help yourselves as long as you come back here with some wool before tomorrow. Uh, lost my place. Agatha shook Etienne's hand and then motioned to Anthony, who looked deflated after his earlier outburst. He finally stirred himself, stood up straight, and shook Etienne's hand as well. Did I lose the pronunciation somewhere in there? No, no,
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Okay. Agatha found herself surprised that he could so suddenly look handsome again after such a display, but then again she couldn't imagine bearing the kind of responsibility that he bore. He generally wore his cares well, and perhaps he was finally adjusting to scheming and uncertainty as he previously adjusted to sheer physical peril. Etienne stepped back and gave them both a large grin. I'll see you soon, he said in English. And Anthony, please take good care of her. I wish you hadn't embroiled such an intelligent and charming girl in this escapade of yours. But as long as she's with you, just watch out for her. She doesn't belong... She doesn't belong fertilizing a ditch somewhere in this countryside, beautiful as it may be. Anthony retained his stiff posture and blank face. Thank you for your kind words, Etienne. I also admire your ability to learn fluent English over the course of a half hour. I will continue to command my men as I see fit, and this supposed woman to whom you refer is is about to walk back to the ship and carry 50 pounds of wool back here. He's as able a man as any of them. Good day." You're not going to say anything about that?
0: Yeah. I mean, Anthony's just, you know, trying to be dignified.
1: (laughs) How's that going?
0: I mean, I feel like I specifically am, like, in a great position to write just, you know, steely, dignified men and the kinds of things they would say. You know, just, just those men with such a firm sense of inherent self-possession that even if they wobble briefly they're always back and unflappable and cool and collected so you know i I just let the muse sing through me is that so it's my story and i'm sticking to
1: it (laughs) (laughs) anthony and agatha turned back toward town and walked for a while in the same silence that had ensconced them on their way to the caravan After ten extremely long minutes, Anthony broke the silence first. Do any of the men know? He asked. I'm not sure about Charlie, sir, Agatha said. Of all my men, I would never have thought that Charlie would be the first to see through you. I must have... What? I must have underestimated that lad. I never... What?
0: He says, oh, Charlie's the only one who thinks... Like, Anthony thought that Charlie was the only one who was, like, starting to guess that Agatha wasn't uh, uh, really a man.
1: I see. No, sir, he's the only one who might not... Okay, sorry, I should have just kept going. I was confused. Okay. No, sir, he's the only one who might not know. Everyone else seemed to guess immediately that I'm not quite what I seem. They've been remarkably kind to afford me my privacy. Anthony stopped short and whirled to face Agatha. Privacy? You expect privacy on a schooner with a crew of six? Anything that the captain doesn't know might prove a danger to all hands. Before we left London, you told me that we might be able to nurse... Nurse? I guess. Nurse our own secrets during our time together. That seems a weird
0: word choice. You can nurse a secret.
1: Okay. Okay said agatha i decided to take you up on it i still want to learn sailing and how to p- support myself at sea nothing else will give me the life i want sir just try not to get us all killed peter damn it i might as well have known your real name i su- i assume you haven't been peter to for very long only for a couple of days before we met i'm agatha agatha van horn i wish the circumstances were different but it's nice to meet you sir You can call me Anthony. After last night in the hold, we might as well use Christian names. Agatha shivered with the thought of a return to their brief yet intense intimacy. Yes, sir, we might as well. Now let's get going. I'm pretty sure that Etienne will report us all as spies if we don't hold up our end of the bargain. And that, dear listeners, is the end of the chapter. I feel like that wasn't quite the outburst I was expecting.
0: What outburst were you expecting? for
1: Anthony for discussing that she's been lying to him this whole time? I mean, he obviously already discovered it last night, but like I feel like that was a pretty um, underwhelming conclusion Well, to that.
0: Yes, I mean, he basically it, well, a couple things <laughs> first. We're too early in the novel for them to, like, have their huge...
1: Yeah, they're going to have to have a breakup, right? Yeah, like, because... they need to
0: break up, like, right a breakup and reconciliation. It's like
1: three-fourths of the way, though. Exactly. We're not even half, I think. Yeah, I mean,
0: we might be, all, like, slightly Half-ish. over half, but okay. but we're not far enough in for You're the right. breakup. And they have to actually get together in right. some way, then break up, and then reconcile, right, or else. right. right. Uh, We will be uh, letting
1: the whole genre down.
0: Exactly. I Mm -hmm. am uh, a slavish adherent to genre convention, so that's one thing. So I didn't want to have too big of a blow up here. And also, I just decided that Anthony basically, it's part of uh, a general thing he's been going through over the last couple days where he's just basically realizing that he's not fully in control and he's not as in control as he would like to be. Or I mean, I he think hid. he's
1: like way over his head on basically all fronts of well, this mission. Exactly.
0: But like when he got his first command, you know, uh, a young dude, you know, strive, striving and rising up in the ranks such as they are from his, you know, humble origin. Like, I think he was very excited about being able to wield command and perhaps a little overconfident originally. <laughs> And what his recent uh, experiences have taught him is that perhaps he doesn't know as much about being as a, ca- a captain as he thought he did. Perhaps he didn't know as much about himself as he thought he mm-hmm. did. So he's like sort of resigned himself to give up control, try not to wrestle everything around him into submission and just, you know... Listen a little and see what's going on.
1: Hmm. That seems like a lot of meaning you're importuning on, Anthony. Pedantic! That's the word I was thinking of.
0: Yeah, I I will get pedantic at times.
1: That was the word before?
0: Yes. Okay. No, I I mean, I'm sure all of our listeners have been uh, waiting for that to come. That's a perfect callback. Um, But anyway, yes. I just remembered it. Yes, I am, I definitely, like, did a lot of work in my own personal headcanon before writing the end Head of the chapter. Cannon. That's a word. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. Or does it
1: explode, like a cannon?
0: No, 1N. What? Like,
1: y- Oh, one end n like
0: a... Yeah. Like the world of the thing. Right, like, media a, like thing. the
1: DC cannon. Or yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. So... When everyone brings, they like own...
1: head cannon like exploding better. <laughs> Two ends.
0: I I mean, it it may or may not come to that. They are going <laughs> to learn all sorts of military secrets.
1: He and... did sort of just throw a tantrum like a four year old though.
0: Well, yeah, and then after that, but that that tantrum was like. Once that died down, he might, because it was so ridiculous. It was he might, so
1: ridiculous. He
0: might be a little self-conscious about it. He I mean,
1: better be. He go. It,
0: well, yeah, but that might have prompted him to, you know, take a step back. That and the fact that I've sent him to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> now he's been doing a lot of introspective work. He's been going oh through the process. <sighs> Can you imagine? I don't think you should trivialize the mm-hmm. mental health journey that Anthony has been engaged in, <clears throat> completely by himself over the last twenty four hours. Oh, I'm
1: not. I'm not trivializing anyone's mental health journey. I'm trivializing the idea of a therapist, of a man going to therapy in 1690.
0: Over the course of twenty four hours. Over the course and of having. I think know,
1: that's pretty funny.
0: This. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you a secret.
1: I am. I am. I am.
0: I'm the one trivializing his mental health journey. You are? Totes, I, I made it all too pat sure, yeah, and obvious You stuff.
1: did sort of, huh?
0: But, well, it's, it's, it's only too pat and obvious to our listeners to whom I explained everything. I think in the text we can roll it out a little bit yeah. more. But then again, if one isn't reading all of this mental health journey shit into it, the text, you know, we're at slight risk of... The chapter slash plot slash book not necessarily making amazing amounts of sense.
1: What? Says who?
0: Well, nothing we can't fix in editing. I
1: think so far we've done remarkably well. Although my slight deviations from plot oh and chapter seven was it chapter seven that i wrote that was just a, a disaster, or nine you
0: keep harping i these these things are all in the past That's bad i mean they're they've been recorded and the podcast will <laughs> definitely echo in the halls of eternity but nobody will care when they walk into hudson news and buy a copy of our book it's fair so with
1: it's really- um what's this face on the cover who's on the cover I aquaman don't... jason momoa oh
0: he's gonna be the cover model
1: i mean i've also talked about james frazier who i can never remember sam hey hygen or whatever oh the i've dude. also talked about uh,
0: okay okay yeah
1: <sighs> i don't really care
0: we, uh, you know not to detract from our as
1: long as i get to be yeah. there when they're doing the shoot i don't care who it is
0: that's fair <laughs> Yeah, like not to detract from our sterling literary qualifications, but we might need our cover art to do some heavy lifting. So I fully endorse your plans. Okay. Um,
1: Can I pose with whoever it is, too? And then if we get a really hot girl, you can pose with her. We'll just like Photoshop our faces onto their bodies.
0: Oh. It would be hilarious and amazing. Okay, well... You can get
1: Amy Adams or something. All right,
0: well, as long as I can also pose with the beefcake, I don't want you to have all the fun. I
1: thought you'd just let you pose with Amy Adams. Wait, is it... No, it's Rachel McAdams that you like. I mean...
0: They're both all right. (laughs) Either one. That's not the point. The point Ah. is that we are going to have both amazing revision and editing on Mm. display as well as some pretty substantial pectoral muscles on mm-hmm. display um, on the cover of this book when you buy it. However, that won't be for a little while because we still need to write things and then release these episodes weekly uh, with us reading the chapters out loud to each other as is tradition in romantic underpinnings. Is there anything else?
1: No, I would do it.
0: Stay tuned for the next episode of Romantic Underpinnings. Bye. Bye. Oof.